Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bar Study, where we discuss love, love, I'm your host, Shade Walker, a 3L at CUNY Law, and I'm accompanied by my lovely co-host, Shaniqua Parker, also known as Sha, also a 3L at CUNY School of Law. So as we're just coming off of this conversation and we're talking about like race, right? And these concepts of, you know, white supremacy and then everybody else who's below. Mm -hmm. When you feed into something like colorism, that is damaging. And that's damaging because it's an extension of white supremacy. That's what colorism is. Absolutely. It is the belief that if you were lighter and you were closer to whiteness, therefore you will be uh, given favor over others Mm -hmm. because of your lighter complexion. So colorism, like I said, is an extension of white supremacy. And there are many, many cultures that have to deal with colorism. Absolutely. White people don't deal with colorism. I'm white. I mean, to some aspect they do because, you know, sometimes if you're a little olive, they they look at you a little sideways, you know, because at one time, Irish and Italians weren't necessarily considered white. Well, yeah, Irish and Italians at one point. Italians had to fight hard to be considered white to get their white card. I mean, yeah, Irish, the Irish um, were not considered white either. Um, You know, there's some levels of colorism. Ultimately, everybody got the white card. Right, exactly, because that's what separates them from us. Over time, like the concept of a melting pot applies to white people. It applies to all these different white immigrants from various parts of Europe being considered white mm-hmm. in America. Like, and that's, that's what it boils down to. And then to feed into colorism is only to say that whiteness is supreme when you feed into that so and I also want to make it like very clear too that people of color um because black people we play into the whole notion of colorism so people but we've done that for survival for so long and I think that's one of the things that people on the outside don't necessarily understand yes there's colorism in the the different ethnicities among the black diaspora yes um it plays out differently yes um but here particularly that colorism was needed for survival so in order to ensure that your child wasn't per se sold or even taken from you you had to pray for a lighter skinned child especially when the father was the slave master darker skinned children were treated in a way as subhuman and it's unfortunate but as survival our ancestors did the best that they could and so they they was like listen if we have to lie to the child, that ch- that child is in essence considered the golden ticket out. That would make you a house, um, a house slave. And, and then slowly the ability to assimilate was it was also beneficial. You had one extremely light-skinned child with non with two C, three C hair and lower, then you had a better option of at least them, if they succeeded, you succeeded. That, that in some of the cases ended up being survival for entire families. But we ain't there no more, people. Survival ain't dependent on having a light-skinned child. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, they were definitely um, one of the things like Willie Lynch and how you like can make like slavery not only be a physical state, but also a mentality Mm -hmm. by pointing out those differences between us. And then once we start bickering amongst each other about those differences, you know, we're divided now. So we're going to pit against each other, making master's job easier. I mean, yeah. That's essentially what it is because you have a house slave and you got a field, a field nigga, as they, as they would say. And so the darker skinned people were subject to crueler conditions, like you said. So some people mm-hmm. out of a need for survival because they wanted to make it to the big house because it was easy doing domestic work you were cooking and cleaning versus working in the field um you know in the sun dealing with snakes or whatever was in the field you know but keep in mind all of that ended up being because it was survival and that meant like like you said it's less likely that you would be treated in subhumane ways if you were a little lighter in complexion and you were more palatable to Massa and the rest of them. And so that's what it did, it was the ticket out. But the issue comes in is when you start believing in it, because then, like you said, the divide and conquer, Massa talks to you, you know, you're not like the rest of them, you're a little lighter. Of course she's not like the rest of them. She, you're her father. Like, let's, let's talk that, about that. That was rape. At some time, that was, that was rape. That was- yes, of course she's not like the rest of them. So a lot of times that was built in to make lighter children, to make, it, it's just, it's a bigger thing. And so it's not as much as a benefit being light skinned as people would think when you think about the historical connotations that go with it. And it's not as beneficial. And yes, it may be appealing. You could have a preference for lighter skinned people, but when you go out of your way that's to put them on the pedestal. That's a whole nother thing that that would be prejudice. Yes, you can't go out of your way to consistently put lighter skinned people on a pedestal over people your complexion and darker. You, it, it's not, and, and there's no justifiable reason to do so. Like at that point, that's a problem. Right. And that's something that you need to address with yourself. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Let's let's stop there for a second, right? And let's just like talk, talk about like what a preference is and what prejudice is. Preference. I'll give you an example, preference. Go ahead, give me an example. Preference is like, I prefer curly hair over straight hair, but I wear them both. Precisely. It's just that if given the option, I would prefer the curly hair. I don't hate the straight hair and the straight hair has its benefits. I guess it's more so of a mood or like how some might prefer butter pecan over vanilla ice cream. You still like ice cream. Exactly. And that's precisely what a pref- uh, like a preference is. A person or thing that is preferred over others. That is what a preference is. I like ice cream is a perfect example you might have a favorite flavor but it doesn't mean i'm never going to eat ice cream if i can't get that flavor i'm gonna you know get something else that i also enjoy that i also like it's not like i'm out here saying death to strawberry because i'm team butter pecan like it's not that serious i'm not out here licking all the strawberry ice cream so nobody else can have them it's not that serious and then then on the flip side now a prejudice a prejudice is when you have an attitude that always favors one way of feeling or acting especially without considering any other possibilities now that is a prejudice a prejudice is also generalization 
is extremely generalized. Oh, I don't date dark-skinned women. Well, what the hell did dark-skinned women do? That's a generalization. Every dark-skinned woman is not the same. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I, I don't date black women. So you don't date not one black woman. Your mom is black. All right, this is what we're having this conversation. You don't like right. the, That's the type of woman you came out of. When you have to talk negatively about another group in order to, for some reason, justify your quote unquote preference, that's a prejudice. You don't need to talk bad about me. If you don't like me, then keep my name out your mouth. Don't talk about me. I was minding my business. Mm -hmm. When I talk about what I talk about, you don't come up. So <laughs> that's when you describe people and you describe how you don't date this certain type because of this. Oh, I don't date black women because they ghetto, sir. Maybe you need to evaluate the type of black women you be around because we all are not ghetto. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you could tell when someone is prejudiced, when someone's just popping off and it's a lot of self hate and etc. When they can't literally justify it with a real reason. Oh, why well, every black girl they didn't like me in school. That's not nobody's fault. Maybe it was the women that you picked didn't like you in school. Or perhaps you assume everyone was supposed to just gravitate to you and you sat in the corner and never said nothing. Tell the whole story. When your reason for it has nothing to do with some, I don't know, something legitimate. For example, you got beat up by this one brown skinned girl for six years. I can understand your hesitation. But also keep in mind, every black brown skinned girl ain't that person. So I also get annoyed when I hear light-skinned girls. So I, I got bullied by the brown-skinned girls all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me, did I bully you? <clears throat> let me, let me, let me ask you. I don't even know you. I should do anything to you. Bully how? Ooh, what I happened? I, and we get that a lot. We get that a lot. Oh, I was bullied by the dark-skinned girls for having good hair. Well, that's why you was bullied. What's good hair? Define that for me. Because when you say something like that, you're implying that dark-skinned girls are nappy-headed hoe. So let me hear it. Is there's a way for you to explain something was done to you without putting the blame entirely on something else simply because you don't like it. Or you can just be honest, like I'm not attracted to brown skin girls. And we can just leave it at that. I can ask you why, you'd be like, they just don't do it for me. I can't be mad at you for that. But when you go, you know, they always so ghetto and they got this and they, now we got a problem. Yeah. Now you just generalize. Because you can't, because you cannot um, justify your feelings or your actions without you know putting something else down that's where the problem lies because that's what the definition of prejudice is when you always favor one way of feeling or acting so if you continuously act like that and say negative things you know that's that's something deeper that usually stems from self-hate yep and that's got nothing to do with me nothing and that's the thing stop stop flipping that back on us like, it's a problem because you're not attracted to us. So now I've I got to feel bad about it. That's your loss, homie. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. I was all right before you. Yeah. Because, you know, color and race are really sensitive topics, like, in this country. Like, you know, it goes, it stems way back. Like, you know, there were such things as a brown paper bag test, you know? Yep. It would, you know, if you were the same color or lighter than the brown paper bag, then, you know, you were able to get a job, you know, you were able to, um, you know, advance yourself within society, like, you know, within the black community, they would hire you for a job because you were lighter. Because and you appeal to the masses. Exactly. Let's go into that appealing to the masses shit, by the way, because you, you, you put me onto some shit recently. That was really, really interesting. 
And I think that's what a lot of us forget about it. It's appealing to the masses and lighter skinned women, lighter skinned black women in particular are very appealing to the masses. They are what sells. Mm -hmm. um, we actually briefly spoke about this earlier in the week. Um, and you also brought up a song in which the original artist was a darker skinned British woman and they kind of did a remix with a lighter skin, more yeah. palatable um, artist. The song Annie is called Pen Black Girls and then she has two versions. It's one version with uh, Georgia Smith and she's mixed. Um, her father's Jamaican, her mother is English. And then the other artist is um, Amia Brave and she's uh, an up and coming also like UK artist as well. So she doesn't have like quite as large a fan base, but mm -hmm. I personally liked that version. I told you I liked the original as well. I mean, they were both pretty good, mm -hmm. um, but then I had like watched both of the videos like on um, YouTube. So the original video came out. So, you know, Amia Brave, she's in the videos, lovely video, I like it. And then there's like a, a live performance, kind of like, you know, the UK's version of like NPR, Tiny mm -hmm. Day. It's called Colors. And they have like really bright, beautiful colors in the background. And like the artists stand up in front of the mic and like perform. And um, that had like, um, like 7,000 views, like 7 million views almost. Like mm -hmm. 7 million views because no, Georgia Smith is a known artist. I know who she is. Like I've heard of her. She's before. more mainstream. Yeah, I've never heard of um, any before, but I really like the song. And I never heard of Amia before. But you know, at business wise, you know, I can see why a label would make that decision. But mm -hmm. I'm, optically, like it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good to us. See, it's that's the thing because we know song in my personal opinion i don't see why one needed to replace another i feel mm -hmm. like both ladies add something that's beautiful to the song and i feel like if you're gonna make a song that says paying black girls i think all the black girls should have been on the song absolutely but remember i mentioned to you that it literally has to do with what's marketable what's gonna sell and unfortunately things is a supply and demand so if we're demanding, they're looking at how much we take in imagery of lighter skinned black women. They, it, that is what sells people. That is what we are buying, whether you want to admit it or not. That's why we get a whole bunch of these artists that look the same and sound the same with a lack of talent. Well, I, well, I won't go as far as the, as the look the same, sound the same, lack of talent, but it's definitely a type. Because like these, the women I'm about to name are talented. So that's why I wanted to make that distinction. Well, no, I appreciate that. But for the most part, there are a lot of Tanashis. Yeah, yes, I said it right out there. Like cookie cutter people. Yes. You know, don't really deserve deserve the platform. But no, it's not that they don't deserve it. It's that, okay, for example, we just watched the video in which Rick Ross had told the light-skinned girl and kind of they downplayed the, the dark-skinned girl who, was, who had the voice. Everyone admitted she had the voice. So there was no reason to put her down over the light-skinned girl who was not nearly able to carry a note like she was mm -hmm. 
that's a problem. And that's where a lot of the issues come in because they feel like we can't sell this despite this person may have the better voice, this person may be talented, they may be a single songwriter, but this is what's gonna sell because this is what people are attracted to, this is what people are going to buy. And that's unfortunate. And that comes down to us. We have to stop purchasing in bulk the amount of stuff that they throw at us. Everything just because, well, this is what we put it for. But, but at the same time, like I hear what you're saying, but it's also these are very calculated moves and things get edited out and like when you hear your uh, artist you like georgia smith and you hear her on the song you didn't necessarily know the history behind how that song got to you so that's also on on the part of the music industry it's a clear box and they know what they're doing that's how we got to be the ones to educate them right but right but what what we're saying is you know, it, it. You could add Georgia onto the onto the song and say, okay, yeah, she's gonna make the song hot. But the fucked up part is that you remove one artist. That's the fucked up part. You see what I'm saying? And, yeah, and there was no reason to do that. Exactly. There's no reason behind you removing her. If you're trying to say Georgia is a bigger artist, and apparently both ladies, um, Annie and Georgia, are also signed to the same label. So, See, but that's what they've done. Rihanna, they've, they've done it through the line. They've pushed and pulled. They've always done this. And we always, and that now, don't get into it, I love Rihanna. But I'm just saying, remember, Rihanna Tierra Marie came out around the same damn time. Thanks. On the same damn label. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I love Rihanna, but just look at it. And honestly, Tara Marie could carry, she could sing. They are both equally talented girls, but they put their power behind the one that they assumed was more palatable. I'm not saying Rihanna don't deserve it, but just keep in mind what they've done. And Tiara's still out here trying to make the best of it. I definitely feel like, you know, there's a pattern in the look of the female artists who have made it big. Um, Like if you look at somebody like Jasmine Sullivan, who is beautiful and talented, and then, you know, you look at other artists you know, who have the same level of talent mm-hmm. and they may not have achieved necessarily the success that I feel that they deserve. You know, mm-hmm. you see trends, you look at artists like, you look at the recent versus battle. You had Keisha Cole, you have Ashanti, you have Rihanna's, you have Beyonce, you have, they're all beautiful, Alicia Keys, they're all beautiful, they're all talented, but they're all light-skinned Black women. It's a certain aesthetic. Because yeah, it is difficult to name those that have that level of success. And you're right, it is unfortunate, but that's also what they put forth. And like I said, it's really up to us. We have to start elevating everyone of us, not just the ones that they put toward us. Like, And it, it shouldn't just be on the indie industry because it's not just about musicians. It's not just about that. It's models. It's all, the, it's all aspects of entertainment, actors. Like we have... Why does it have to be that an actress has to decide not to take roles of dark that's, that should be designated to a darker skinned woman? Like that's a decision she have to make. Otherwise they'll give her all the roles. Like why does she have to be the one to make that decision? And then I'm why would you like darken? Cause they try to do that with like um, Zoe Saldana, right? Yeah, you could have just hired a darker skinned woman. They tried to dark her. What, what role was that she was playing? She was playing Nina Simone. Nina Simone. Come on now. Nina like, Simone is a dark-skinned woman, a beautiful dark-skinned woman that loved her dark skin. 
and you couldn't find one darker skinned woman that wasn't Viola Davis to play the role. It wasn't necessary to do that. Played, uh, like facially, I don't know if she can sing, but she's also a wonderful actress. Michaela Cole, she's the yes, she did it. Um, I feel like Michaela Cole facially, like the structure. I feel like yes, would have been Nina. But the reality is that there were options, and she is not that. I don't know if she was the best, but if your idea was that that you would have to make her darker, then that's a problem because you could have just portrayed her. Not anybody, like. Somebody. Yes, there's a number of women. There was no need to blackface a woman of color. Is all exactly. I'm saying. That's the point. Let me not go here and start playing cast. Uh, yes, I see you over here, cast the director. People listening, they're going to start jotting this down. Oh, oh, give her her credit. <laughs> I'm not the cast the director, but point is, like you said, they could have found someone that fit that aesthetic as opposed to darkening her. That's yes. a choice. And, you know, going back to this Danny Lee thing, um, she had this song that came out called Yellow Bone. And she's running around talking about Yellow Bone, that's what he wants. And that shot's fired at um, Mimi, the baby, yes. um, the mother of, of his child. When I first heard it, I already knew it was at the baby mother. And I'm like, really, girl, you should try again today. And at that point, I was like, I don't have time. First of all, it's petty because y'all fighting over, this man got children with this girl. And he had already played you one time to go back to her and now you come back. So you already trying again. You already came back to a situation. It doesn't look good for you. That's one. Two, you basically, he's Dominican. Or that's another thing too. Dominican. And a lot of them don't consider themselves to be people of color. Okay? Especially not black. Um, so that's one. Two, the fact that she felt bold enough to come out like yellow bone, that's what he went when quite literally his children are his complexion and he's a dark skinned man. First of all, I didn't like that you told about I'm dating this whole chocolate man. You sound stupid. You sound like that same girl, like I have black friends. You sound dumb. That's one. Two, he has black children. And so you run around here and do that the same way. Little way had to backtrack for a minute when he was doing the red bone for gay. He got a brown baby. He has a whole brown black woman as a daughter. Like he had to backtrack. Y'all got to keep in mind when you put out there that preface like that, you turn around and have a child that's a darker complexion, family members, women in your life. What are you saying to them? Mm-hmm, exactly. What are you saying to those children when you say stuff like that? Because they have to hear this and this and it's got to fuck with them because that's crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like how can you have sisters a mother, a daughter of those complexions and talk bad about it. So, I mean, it just makes no sense. Absolutely. And I'm not taking her excuse for why she wasn't aware of it because we've got this up and down and we started with school days, baby. School days explain to you the colorism issue from the get-go. If you watch it, the whole thing is there. Mm-hmm. And it's been the same thing down there. And we literally just had the car to the point and then to say well you know i was just trying to give love to my to my light-skinned baddies because you know the brown skin love we have to have that because they don't love us we have to have brown skin love we have to love ourselves because nobody else do and so i to think, put that out there's a problem and i think it's really important to say that being hispanic or being a person of color does not absolve you of racism like no, anti-blackness is prevalent thank you it's because it's a difference you know between 
being racist and then being anti-black it's a very specific type of racism and that is very prevalent in communities of color there are a lot of communities of color who are minorities themselves who do not like black people it is okay to be anything else in the rainbow except for black like black is the lowest of the low and but let me remind you non-black women and you women of color who are not black women who love black men when you don't like black people or particularly when you hate black women when you don't like black women and you love a black man guess who you don't like the person that created him and that is the greatest disrespect you can have for someone you claim to love or what to be with. So to all of you women who are not black and you say these things of and have stereotypes a black about black black, well, not my man, because he comes out of a black woman that or have mixed okay. or have mixed children. It's just because their grandparents are black people and it's disrespectful. And you don't get to say, well, they're not gonna be around. No, you are ignoring a large percentage of that child's history and who they are. And that is not your right. So if you're gonna sit here and date a black man, respect the black woman that birthed him and all the other black women because we carrying a weight, baby, you have no idea. And then they wanna say, oh, black women are angry. We're not angry. We're tired of your shit. Let me, exactly. Let me explain something to you about a black woman being angry maybe black women are angry but let's look at the reasons why let's really sit here and look at the reasons why i love my black men i do but there are a lot of cases point blank period in which although you may still be a good father but you're not with the mother right so the mother doesn't have that support because you mm-hmm. can still be an amazing father yep. to your children, but not be in a relationship with the child's mother. And not disrespect your child's mother. But do you understand how that could hurt a person? Absolutely. Okay? How the end of a relationship can hurt a person. You made a baby with said person and you're not with that person anymore. That can hurt that can sting then add if you disrespect her on top of that then add if you may not financially be doing all that you can do on top of that um Mm -hmm. you know just doing it by yourself every day day to day never getting a break and then you popping shit on top of that you know there's a there's a thing that happens with that so a lot of times and, and a lot of people do it you try to make your exes sound worse than they were so that, you know, so that you can make your new person feel as if, you know, that they're so special and stuff. And a lot of us do it. And at one point or another in our lives, we, we've played that my exes are crazy. You're the best thing I ever did, ever, that ever happened to me. We play that. But my thing about it is a lot of us do it, but you can't do that and generalize it an entire group of individuals. Like there are black women that I would never date a black man. I get it. But you don't got to say it that way because nine times out of ten, if you have children, your, your son is going to be a black man he's going to be that like there's even if he's biracial you as the black mother he's more than likely going to be identified as a black man Mm -hmm. and so if you run around here and have that hatred toward them what are you teaching your child Mm -hmm. you really can't um we've been pitted against each other for so long we have been pitted against each other and 
you know, the reality is we need each other. We really yeah, we do need each other. We really need to come together. It really needs to be about unity because at the end of the day, we was talking about these racist people, right? We talking about these people riding around with flags saying Trump, saying fuck Biden, saying don't tread on me, all type of Confederate flags. Wait, an excessive amount of American flags is very triggering to me as well. Yes, American flags. Yes. I know I'm an American, but a lot of them is a problem. Because they wave them all the time saying, this is my country. They, st- you, you know, was waving it when they stormed the fucking Capitol building on January 6th. But it was, but it was slightly triggering me before that, but yeah. <laughs> right, but no, I'm saying like, this is how they use it. And this is why you have that reaction because they, they've weaponized it. Exactly. Um, just like they've weaponized the original American flag with the, with the 13 stars in a circle. And, you know, they've weaponized the Betsy Ross one, I think it's called, or whatever. Is that what it's called? It's probably the original one. I don't listen. Me and flags don't go there. But back back to what I was saying, though, they don't give a fuck if you light skin. These racist motherfuckers do not give a fuck. When you check a box and they want to know what your race is and they say black, I do not recall a fucking light skin box. I don't recall <laughs> I don't re- fucking recall that shit. I do not. So black people stop that fucking shit. Really please stop it. And then again, being Hispanic does not absolve you of anti-black racism. Being a person of color does not absolve you of anti-black racism because there's plenty of people who don't fucking like black people. I, and are black. Or, or exactly. Or just I like, mean, let's be honest. Sometimes self-hate, excuse me, can um it can happen to anybody of any ethnicity, race, etc. Because there are Asian women who don't date Asian men. Um, there are Asian men who purposely seek out white women. I mean, everyone has a preference, but like I said, that preference cannot be a prejudice, it cannot be you putting what you like above all else, as if it is the supreme over everyone it's not the cream in the crop that is what you like but that doesn't make it right for everyone else and that's that and essence is what it is so pitting us brown skin light skin dark skin all of us at the end of the day the police are shooting us regardless of which complexion we are simply because we're black thank you and that's what i need black people to understand and you know uh danny lee is dominican um, and some people are saying that she only identifies as black now that she's getting this backlash. And then they also go on to say that yellow bone is a term, which is true. It's African-American vernacular. It's AAV, yellow bone. And so if you don't identify as black, then that's you. You shouldn't be using yellow bone using our words, using our culture. And if you say that you're not black and you say that you're Dominican, because there are some Dominicans who do acknowledge that they're black and most don't, but there are some that do. And if you're one that don't acknowledge your African roots and still it's African-American, that's a whole nother culture that you are not part of and you really shouldn't like use the terminology. And so this is why I I doubt her excuses. Like, I didn't really understand, you know, the history and the issue behind it. 
to use yellow bones. So it's either you learned that or you be around enough black people. And trust me, you should have sat down. Like, so what that mean? <laughs> you had all the opportunity. It's just, I can't accept that she's about she didn't know in this day and age of TikTok. And I know this TikTok's out there explaining colorism. We just had this whole conversation not too many months ago. When was it, who was that? Was it Talib Kweli? Whoever was up there arguing with the girl who had mentioned that a lot of rappers are married to lighter skinned black women. That's a thing too. That's another thing. Not but she, but wait, she was attacked because she happens to be a browner skinned black woman and she was attacked on Twitter. He attacked that girl for months. I can't remember which one. I don't know what's probably... I, I don't I don't know if it was Colin Todd. I don't know, but it was one of these rappers and he got banned off of Twitter. But I, he attacked I, this girl for months. It was Talib Kweli. Yeah, and because she and she didn't even name him. She had just stated an obvious observation that if you want to do a real research study, she's probably quite right. It's the truth. Like people say that, you know, oh, most black men are married to black women. But if you really look at that, I mean it is the truth that a lot of times when you do see a black couple the dynamic is that the woman is lighter than the man she Mm -hmm. may not be high yellow but or yellow bone red bone whatever but she's definitely nine times out of ten lighter than the husband it's the look at the narrative that we see on the black family on television so you know even when you do have those positive examples of um a black family you look at the mm-hmm. Huffles, if you look at uh you know blackish if you look at uh fresh prince of ballet they don't so the more recent own did a special on black love and like they had real couples it was like a couple of influencer couples like real bl- couples of evidence of black love and one of the complaints about it surprisingly was that there were a lot of lighter skin women like it was like where are the chocolate women it was maybe one or two um but the large majority of them happened to be lighter skin women and in some cases biracial women and so there was a lot of complaints among their own people and you know our community on black twitter is like what's really going on are you trying to say brown skin women aren't entitled to love we can't find lasting relationships and I mean, again, it's what's being put out there and we kind of buy what's being given to us and it's supply and demand. And a lot of times I like, to, uh, I'm tired of hearing people complain about things and at the end of the day, I'll be like, yo, do it yourself, son. Make your own show. Start your own, like start doing it yourself. Cause at this point, honestly, y'all, there is no reason why we can't. We've been home for 10 months. You've had time and opportunity. <laughs> Hey, some of us are just surviving, okay? Because I, no, I get it, but still, for our creative bugs out there that been like, I'm gonna do this. This was the like, honestly, let us stop saying this is that and the third, and let's honestly start creating those series based on brown, melanated love. So we could complain about it, <laughs> like they do now. Whenever they like black, whenever we say something, there's a lot of anger out there about, you know, Uber giving you free delivery for black-owned businesses. Um, there's complaints among the beauty industry about them focusing on black owned businesses or even showing black more diversity so in we, their ads. Yeah, we just need to really like do for ourselves. Like even with one of my favorite companies, the Honeypot, I've talked about them before, like Target was like getting a lot of backlash for mm-hmm. having 
you know, worked with this company and, in you know, in the commercial, she was saying, you know, I want to do this for other little black girls. And yes. people were so upset. Like, because oh, we don't have that. Because you know what it is? White people don't understand what it is not to have the spotlight on them. Everything is for them. Even band-aids are made for them. Even so, and that's the other thing. People have to stop thinking that just because something may be catered towards someone or something or a group that historically has been disadvantaged or has had none of this, it's not excluding white people. The problem, you know why they think like that? Because a lot of what they did has excluded us. So they assume that we're doing the same thing to them. We're not excluding you because guess what? A large majority of black culture is embedded in white America. People are making money off of TikTok from black culture and ain't a lick black. Mm. These kids are making millions as influencers, mm. fake it, and black facing daily. So nobody's stopping y'all from embracing us. What we're asking you is give us the same benefit that you're expecting us to give you. You want us to turn the other cheek? Turn the other cheek. Let us have something because everything has catered to y'all for so long. Exactly. And the minute that we have something and they, they feel like they can't participate in it, we're not stopping from participating in it. Let, all they're trying to do is, first of all, if Ulta, if Target, if Uber East is portraying a Black business to you, knowing that the large majority of their base happens to be non-Black, they're not excluding you. They're encouraging you to participate. So where are we excluding you from? They're trying to increase your brand awareness. Because like I said, I am tired of Revlon and it's 32 shades of beige. Okay. She said it had 32 shades of beige. Oh, yes, I'm going to shout out Mented. I'm going to shout out Black Opal. I'm going to shout out Fenty. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shout out Juvia's Plate. Face by Fenty. Because it took us so long to not all have that shade of casket ready gray. Like, we're tired. Mm -hmm. And we're not trying to exclude you. We're asking for inclusion. And if you see us asking for inclusion as excluding you, you're the problem. Exactly. Y'all have to see that. People will sit here and talk about, oh, you have affirmative action. You're taking stuff away from white people. You've ha always had affirmative action. It's called whites only. Also, the the biggest beneficiaries of, and we learned this in law school. Don't forget, we learned in law school the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action were white women. Do not forget that we learned that, and we read the case. It was a proven statistic. And they turned around and sued um, Abby. <laughs> yeah, they turned around and, and sued the school in California. I don't ask me right now. <laughs> okay, but I'll have a down pack for the bar. <laughs> yes, we. It's here's the thing. When you perceive yourself as being harmed, it's difficult to see anything other than that. When you automatically put yourself in a situation where you're the victim, you're the one that's being wronged, you're the one that's being harmed. Mm -hmm. Or something that you're so used to having is being taken away from you because the world is changing, people. It's not, if anything else in here is constant, that change scared. happens. They're scared of that change. They're scared. But change is inevitable. You know, people are scared that, you know, the spotlight being taken off of them. And then, you know, with the whole colorism thing, there's also like a whole like wave of men being praised for liking black women. 
Yeah, no, I'm not praising you for doing what you should. You came out of a black woman. You better love. You better love what made you. Non-black men. I'm talking about non-black men. Oh, but again, they shouldn't be praised for that. Here's the thing: if you happen to love a black woman, then you love a black woman. You should be praised for that because, in the same breath, everybody else want to be. Love has no color. So why should a man be praised for loving a black woman? We're fucking awesome fucking creatures. There's no reason not to love us. So when you sit there, be like, well, you know, there's a bunch. You know, white men loving Asian. You know, there's a big. It's not a trend. At the end of the day, we're so used to seeing black men with non-black women. That seems to be the norm for us, and that's what's expected. And when you see a black woman with a non-black man, everyone's up in arms because they're so used to us just blindly following and protecting and just staying on the road to finding a good black man. But if you guys aren't protecting us, why should we go in front of our way to protect you? Or why should we go out of our way? Or just wait to the point that your fucking eggs dry up. Why should I wait? No, ain't no eggs dried up over here, baby. I'm talking about <laughs> me. I'm talking about me. You're a mom already. You're <laughs> a mom. I'm not a mom, okay? But you, but you so find love. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, obviously, you know, I speak up my little piece because I'm in a relationship with a non-Black man. And so I'm not going to wait for my ex to just dry up because I was waiting for the perfect black man. My whole life, I've dated black men or Hispanic. So I don't really feel like, you know, I have a preference to that or anything. I've never, he's the first white guy I ever dated in my life. But I'm not going to wait till my ex dry up. Here's the thing. Love yourself first and love, know what you like. And you'll find the person that's for you regardless of their race. I know that I told y'all the type of people that I tend to like and they happen to tend to be, they tend to be black. If I were to meet a white guy with a criminal justice history, we don't know what may happen, but you know, it <laughs> depends on what you encounter. And it also depends on where you are in your life. So a lot of the times when we see people geared toward, like uh, Mike Tyson's kids said they couldn't see themselves dating black people, right? And he felt like it was a problem. Their father is Mike Tyson. And I can't co-sign that. They do happen to live a wealthy lifestyle. So, you know, sometimes a lot of times. I got to say, as parents, as parents, you need to love up on your children. Love up on your Black babies. Let your Black babies know they are beautiful. Let them Regardless know of their complexion. That's right. Let those Black babies know they are royal. They are regal. They are somebody. Love up on your Black babies. Because I feel like sometimes you don't have the conversation about race. You send your children out into the world. Mm -hmm. This is the society that we live in. We live in a society that has whiteness held up as being supreme. And everybody else kind of just falls into place somewhere below that. And then like Mm -hmm. lacks at the bottom. That's the society that we live in, whether you want to accept that or not, or whether you choose to combat that you prepare your children for that you have to actively do it if you do not actively do it you will have a child who is broken who is taking in what's in mainstream society taking it eating it and believing it and that's what is feeding their soul and you will have a broken individual who has self-hate it's also, it's not just that, is you have to build strong children because you could build your child with all the black love and then they go off into high school or college or their situation changes and they're put in a situation in which everything is kind of bearing down on them. 
And yes, you instilled the black love, but you didn't instill enough self-esteem in them to realize that there's beauty in there being a person of color. And so one of the things, like I have three children and they all different colors. Preferably I have two, like I call them light brights and a brown baby, yes. Because I grew, I have my family from the South. So we have lights, there's a lot. My family is a range of black folk from extremely light to extremely dark. And each little subfamily in my family, regardless they have father, everyone is a range, like there's no one group of light-skinned Parkers, or there's no group of dark-skinned Parkers. We literally are the gamut of colors. Even among me and my three siblings, we're the gamut of colors. Um, so at the end of the day, it's to show them that there's unity in being Black, and yes, that we all come in all shades, and that each of these different shades should be loved equally. Like, no shade is over, because at the end of the day, we're all Black. So you could be the prettiest little brown skin, ambiguous, light skin, ambiguous looking black woman around that we still don't know what you may be. But if, if, if they determine to identify you as black, that is what you would be. Look, in the words of Sweetie, you know, black woman is beautiful, period. You know what I'm saying? Period, period. That's it. It's the whole rainbow from the lightest of the light to the darkest of the dark. Beautiful, okay? And it's like, I don't really know that. I mean, I know I know about me and I know that we come in a rainbow of colors. I don't know many people that can say that about their race. And, and we literally do come in a rainbow of colors and hues because we be having golden tints. We be having red tints. We be having yellow tints, but we still be brown. You see what I'm saying? A little orange undertone. Yes. Red, orange, golden. There's some cool tones. I mean, the range of makeup should tell you we come in a variety of tones, people. Mm-hmm. Like there's the shades and all this. Like everyone, you can, you can find three different people and they're all still not the same shade. Okay? So the reality of the situation is there is no, there is no scientific advantage to being light-skinned, just so you know. Before you go out there, there's no scientific advantage. There's definitely not a financial advantage because they don't know what color you are when they're looking at your credit score. That is true, but there are some advantages and privileges, you know, that because we give those advantages and privileges power. See a person because you can see them too. Here's the other thing: we have to stop confusing being light skinned with being attractive and pretty because just because you're light skinned don't make you pretty. And just because you're dark does not make you ugly. Exactly. You really need to, again, look at people as individuals. And then also just, listen, after everything that we don't been through this summer with the Black Lives Matter, with, you know, getting Trump out of office, like we really don't need to be beefing amongst each other. We really at all. working on unity and healing. That's what we need to be working on. And at the end of the day, like, just, we just deserve better. Like, we coming off of the high, like, that high of, you know, Beyonce and that positivity of brown skin girl, you know? Which I might add, one of our pioneers who is now an ancestor was one of the prettiest little brown skin girls you've ever seen, Harlem's own Cicely Tyson. And she made sure she loved herself. And she came up in a time where light skin was always preferred always so there there is nothing that you could tell me to the day about how light skin is better there's nothing there's no way we all black and at the end of the day no one is better than someone else period now you can go ahead and have your dreams 
You can have aspirations because even our levels of what we assume to be success is different. What I might think of as success is not what someone else might think of as, right. as success. So we really need to stop seeing trying to think this is better than this because honestly, we all trying to survive a pandemic, man. <laughs> exactly. Like when they talk about how, you know, COVID hit the black community the hardest. That's most- something we should be concerned about fuck about if you was light-skinned covid don't no. it's attacking your lungs it's attacking it's affecting people who have underlying health conditions it had nothing to do with light skin dark skin like stop it like stop it it's a mess it's a mess you cannot and and ha- and half of y'all light-skinned women y'all love y'all some chocolate men and what happens when you have a chocolate baby so let's not carry that energy let's not do stuff like that because it's just it's dividing us mm-hmm. it's not bringing us together and we need to come together like you know what happened to the music like remember Buju? Buju had a little song talking about how he loved his browning and then but you know what a song about how he loved black women he had to do both he had to because browning is a term in jamaica that refers to high yellow black women so they See? say brown, brown but didn't i mention that there's that colorism even outside of america it's colorism throughout in in the in the diaspora of us as black people it oh, may be reverse in brazil they'll fucking sit there and tell you this it's like 25 different races based on the color of your skin like literally you could have a child and then the child is a different color than you so then the child is therefore classified as a different race than you. Like this, this is a problem. So we, we need to narrow this down. You know, all throughout the Hispanic, like the Latinx community, colorism is an issue. They always want to push the narrative of, you know, I love Sofia Vergara, you know, but they always want to push that image and they don't push the image of uh, Amara La, La Negra. She's know? beautiful, by the way. Thank you. They the way the sun glistens off that chocolate skin. Okay, so it's colorism is just prevalent. It's prevalent in the Asian community. Like, yes, it is. It, um, it I watched, um, what was it, Indian Matchmaker? It's, pre- it's very prevalent in India. Yes, and they kept on saying how they have to be fair. They have to be fair. The, the person that they're going to marry, got to be fair. If they're not fair. So the, here's the thing. We, the entire world... At times, it feels like the entire world is against Black people. We do not need to be against each other over something as simple as skin tone, which really, if we all hang out in the sun long enough, we all going to be a little darker. So we need to stop. We need to focus on fo- the things that matter, like perhaps stop being not being shot in the street by cops while we're unarmed. You know, not having the cops cornered us while we're just walking around being Black. Say it again louder, girl. Say it again louder for the people in the back. Because at the end of the day, this whole focus in three days and this girl coming back and forth about how she want to apologize is not worth it. Because guess what? She will continue to date that chocolate man and continue to think that she's better than darker skinned women. Because at the end of the day, she don't want to change. She just wants y'all to shut up. She going to continue to think that she's better because those around her going to continue to have her thinking that she's better than darker skinned women. It's, it's already there. So unless she's going to make a conscious effort. Right, it's a mentality and those mentalities get passed down generation after generation. 
So I, unless she's going to make a conscious effort to educate herself and make sure she's not being a negative on them brown babies. I see it. I want to hear it. I see it every time a baby is born. You know what I mean? Every time a baby is born and you're looking to see if they're going to get dark looking at their little ears. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they'll call this a white baby. The baby ain't white. The baby is not white. Neither one of their parents is white. But because the baby is pale, they refer yes. to it as white. And I'll just be looking confused because, you know, Jim and I, we're in an interracial relationship. So I remember one time we was at the bar and this man was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna show you a picture of my wife. My wife is white. So I'm thinking like, we're gonna be able to go on double dates. We're gonna be able to, you know, it's another interracial couple, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have game night or some shit. And this is like, you know, when outside was over, you know. <laughs> and he takes his phone out and his wife was Indian. And I was like, that's an Indian woman. She's Indian. She's Indian like you. But I was like, well, he kept saying she was white. And then I wanted to grab Jim and be like, that's his. What is this? He's white. <laughs> but, but I didn't say nothing. I just let I him, I just I let him talking to me. But I really had gotten my hopes up, you know, because I told you, I like to reinforce my decisions in life, right? You know what I'm saying? You want to? You just want to double date with other interracial relate, other interracial couples, so that, that you know. First of all, just know the strength in numbers. I'm not ever going to knock you because the strength in numbers. That's why all my other friends happen to have really types, the same type of men. Okay. And it's not that I wouldn't have hung out with him and his wife anyway, but it's. But like, you was I'm, looking forward to having somebody that right, you could relate to. Right, and then that's not what happened. When I seen the picture, I was confused, and I was just like. This is that that's this is that colorism thing. Also cool. keep in mind that anybody other than black people can identify as they choose. You can write what you want on the census, but me as a black woman can't put nothing but black because if I give the paperback, they're like, ma'am, you want to fix that? I'm like, no, I'm a white woman. Just no, Stacey Dash, they took her paper. Uh, I'm gonna try and see what happened, okay? Dash, they took her paper, girl. She said I'm gonna come up in there with the whole name, Shaniqua Porker. With the whole big ass curly afro and put white woman. Stacy Dash put that shit on her paper. She did. She did. Well, I'm just saying, I can't be anything other than because when you look at me, what you see, a black woman. Remember, she was arrested. You're right. <laughs> and then they showed her mugging. <laughs> and then she, on the paperwork, it was like Stacy Dash, you know, five foot, blah, 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 weight, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she put bitch. i can't deal right now. i think that they checked out for that because they knew she was a celebrity and they knew we were gonna laugh at her i feel like the white yes I, in my mind anybody they would have made miss change that no listen i'm telling you this is what happened this is what happened the white lady sat at the desk and they passed her the paperwork and she like Okay, yes, Miss uh, Dash, Miss Stacy Dash, yes, okay. Um, says here, uh, you're white. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm a white woman. And she's like, that's your story, and you're sticking to it? <laughs> All right, you are a white woman. Wait until the media gets a load of this shit. <laughs> check this shit. I'm going to check this shit. White woman. Uh-huh. It'd be nothing but a black woman. This shit. 
And that's you exactly see me, you see me and my black forehead with my with my black girl lips. This is what you see. This I can't be nothing else. I can't be Italian. I can't be Nova Scotian. I can't be none of that. Okay, I'm a black woman. That's it. Like you can't, you ain't gonna put me as that does for the black woman. And I'm proud and I'm be happy to be so. And I'm proud of it. I am very. I'm proud of it. Look at this melanin. It's radiating with the wine lip and the wine I'm sipping. Child with the black mermaid in the bizac with the afro with the braids. Bitch, it's a whole fucking mood. A whole fucking mood. At the end of the day, we come in a variety of shades, but we are black. Mm. It doesn't matter if we're red. If and there, there are literal black people who have red hair, y'all. Malcolm X was one. We come in a range of shades, okay? There's a Mary J. Blige is a natural blonde. I'm sticking by it. Ah. All right, we come in a range of shades. Natural blonde. Thank you. Okay, so we come in a range of shades, but at the end of the day. A lot of black people have the sandy brown. Yes. A lot of them. So can we can we just understand that we are not a monolith? That we are a very diverse diaspora of people. We come in a variety of shades, and no shade is better than the other. And black people, we burn in the sun if you stay in it too long. So sunscreen. And if you're a little lighter, you can tan. And skin cancer is a real thing for us. Yeah. I have eczema and I had um, went to the beach and I started to peel and that had never happened to me before. My skin had never peeled. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. And, you know, the little Puerto Rican girl in my office, she was like, I've been beat though, girl. You need the aloe. You need the aloe from next door. That happens to me all the time. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm dark skin. I'm black girl. I don't be. No, we burn. I'll be peeling, but that fucking eczema. And she was like, yeah, girl. I was like, I don't know what to get. She was like, girl, get the aloe from the thing. And I went and I got it. And she put it on my back and everything for me. I didn't know what the fuck to do. That's why I'll be playing in the sun. Uh-uh. I got I got sunburned at one time when I was 14. And I said, never again. And I swear to God, 20, 30 odd years later, I'm over it. 20 odd years later, I ain't still. Nope. I'm like, ooh, that's warm. Okay, I'm going inside now. Nope, I'm playing games. It's the only skin I got. That's true. That may keep us alive. It may give us vitamins, but guess what? She mad. And listen, the way we've been treating the earth lately, let's not even get on that topic, but the way we've been treating the earth, you know, it's global warming is real because Very. um, like my dad, he's talking about some always oh, cold up here. He want to go back to Florida. Babe, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> But like he'd be like, oh, it's cold. I'm like, no, no, no. This is nothing compared to how I grew up. Cause you remember that blizzard of ninety something? It was the blizzard of ninety-six, and I mentioned every time it be snow because it was snow just up to my hips. And my mama made me go to school. That's one. Two, New York City public schools was open. Cause they was like, Y'all ain't no bitches. And then every year after that, what happened? These kids is bitches. Snow day. I ain't had no snow day when I grew up. Okay, girl, I remember coming from school and I remember like the boys used to like push us. Thank you. Like I fell in the pile of snow. I had to be like, bitch, help me up. Like you like, I know that's the shit I went through. I just see you right now being bad dramatic like Tom, Tom, just, oh. 
I was just like in there, like, oh, I couldn't get up. It's like, and then, like, I remember them throwing snowballs. These kids, it's no fucking snow outside. What snow? A 10 minute walk to 25 to 30 minutes that day. No, I could not. We had to walk in the streets. We couldn't get off the sidewalk at one point because the snow trip was too high. My mother sent my cousin to pick us up. My cousin was a male cousin. He was like 16 years old. He was not the type of person to come pick us up because he rushing us. We can't even get over it. We didn't have the appropriate socks on. Okay, it was it was a traumatizing situation, and I have you learned from experience. Okay, <laughs> these things. I looked outside. There's like the trains is going to shut off. I looked. It was an inch of snow flurries, and it was a snow day. I said, these kids do not know the struggle. Okay. And so all I'm saying is, like, it's not the same winters I grew up with. They was like, oh my god, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold. Last night it dropped to like the teens, right? I'm yes, not, it's 15 I, degrees here in Newark. I remember how much was it? 15 degrees. And you know, you know how I know it's so cold. My heat been on all day, buzzing. And I live in a house. My, so you know it's cold. My heat been on, child. I put on my all day. I put on my makeup. I was like, oh shit, I might start sweating. Like, Girl, that's what I'm saying. And I like a warm room, but motherfucker, it's a little too warm in here. <laughs> so you know it's cold outside. If I my heat up, huh? it was it was 18 here last night, and that's crazy because it being 18 fucking degrees, like that's um like the high for the day when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember getting up and going to school, and the high for the day was 15 degrees. So global warming is fucking real because like last winter was pretty mild. It was like in the thirties, you know, like, and it's been the like- The bigger concern is the hot, dry summers and then when they last longer, hence why California was burning. So the concern is, it, it's, it's just, we're not used to this. And here in New York, it's a little more difficult for us, I think, for some people to actually understand because we have seasonal weather. We're used to going through seasons and we're used to having really bad winters, really mild winters, but in places that aren't used to the transition or the seasonal weather. They feel it's the worst. They, they, gotta, they gotta be feeling it. But child, that's- but Baby, listen, we there's enough shit out there that us black people gotta worry about than us trying to determine who better because they a little lighter because you're not. So I just want y'all to figure this out, okay? Stop it. Just love each other. If your preference is to date lighter skin women, that's fine. But don't you go out there talking about I don't date no black, no dark skin women. They nappy at home. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Those are that's your bias. That's your problem. Because you know your fucking pubes are nappy. The same people talking about black women is nappy headed. Y'all got some nappy ass pubes. Like, come on, that's that's not. First of all, there's nothing wrong with nappy hair. Our natural hair grows up. Okay, it grows up. I, listen, there's nothing wrong with what grows from you naturally. So when you sit there saying nappy head hoes, you're teaching us to not like our hair. And that is a whole nother episode, okay? Black women are beautiful creatures, period. And if you want to talk about black hair, check out our previous episode, which was- <laughs> I told you that was a whole nother episode. Exactly, which was season one, episode six. Okay, season finale, black hair don't hair care. Don't care. So yes, <laughs> but with that being said, colorism is just, it's, we're in 2021 now. We need to be moving past that. This is not queen. This is not roots. We, we aren't trying to blend in and assimilate. We move past that now. We are enjoying being black. Let us embrace that. Let us celebrate all facets of it. 
instead of trying to put one above the other yeah. and stop letting people who are not black help guide where our culture is going mm-hmm. like don't let them come in and take over because we yeah. have enough of that don't let them come in and, and just continue and perpetuate that colorism that dividing um and and just i love my people that's it but also remember all skin folk and kin folk that part too. And you, listen you don't gotta like every black person but there's no reason to disrespect them simply because they're black exactly i mean you don't like people in your own fucking family but absolutely because what i what i be telling you girl be rather about be those closest to you <laughs> always uh-uh. so look. just love yourself love each other and we just need to survive 2021 we need to move beyond whatever was holding us back corona colorism ignorance all that needs to be left for 2020 okay we need to heal y'all we need to heal And it's a wrap, folks. That was a lovely, lovely episode of Bar Study Podcast, where we discuss love, love, libations. You can catch us on Instagram at Bar Study Podcast. And our email is barstudypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at theratchetprofessional.com. And remember, folks, we do not give out legal advice. Good night.